Hey everybody, it's me, Kobe. Before we start this special bonus episode of Retromania, I wanted to reach out and thank TJ over at moholeradio.com for supporting us and hosting us throughout the, our first season, The Origin of Attitude. Yes, thank you so much, and thank you everybody for listening. And also, a special thanks goes out to our special guests on our bonus episodes, Dan Nelson and Evan Cronenberg. And I want to throw a special shout out to Jimmy. If you're listening to this, thank you so much for supporting me. And thank you for being my road dog throughout this whole uh, this whole gimmick that we've been doing. And uh, for all you fans listening, we got plenty more on the way in 2018. Retromania, thank you again for listening. And now, here's your podcast. Hey everybody, and welcome to Kobe's Shoegaze Corner. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm fucking, I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong show, wrong show, wrong show. Sorry. Uh, hey, hey everybody, and uh, welcome to Retromania. <laughs> this is our bonus episode. We're a retrospective pro wrestling podcast. I am part of the hosting squad, Kobe Knight, and I was, as always, I'm joined by uh, ever gazing at my shoe, uh, Jimmy Price. We told you guys we had some exciting stuff planned, and uh, I was surprised and excited by that that introduction. In the corner, yeah, uh, shoegaze, all- shoegaze corner is perfect because it's just it's like kind of embodies it. It's like oh. Yeah. My own little corner, just over here. Yeah. You talked about it before, and I told you I would bring uh, <laughs> up a podcast for you. So I started looking up some of the There we go. Any questions at all? We promise you, like, if we get any sort of like post or anything, anything you want us to touch on, we will absolutely bring it up on the show. Uh, yeah, unless it's like completely like unrelated to wrestling. Yeah, you just want to like promote your shoegaze band. Uh, it's okay, but. <laughs> I like shoegaze, so okay, I'd yeah. be into it. I'm all right, we're like, all right. Next week, Kobe's shoegaze corner. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big uh, shoegaze fan, uh, but uh, to each their own. You know? Yeah, no. got their own stuff. I don't knock it. Yeah. Um, shoegazi, shoegazi, fugazi. Hmm. You gazi? Well, <laughs> me gazi. You gazi, we gazi. Yeah. So this is a wrap-up little bonus episode. Bonus. Bonus. Yeah. It's, uh, what's what's going on with us? This last year, 2017, it's been a whirlwind. We started the podcast in May, I think. Yes. And uh, since then, we put out a 16, 17, 18 podcast. Yeah, yeah. A few bonuses uh, sprinkled in there. Some fun guest episodes. Yeah. I look back at uh, SummerSlam 92. Uh, 
Yeah, good stuff. Savage match with uh, Bret Hart, and then a classic match with Dan Nelson. Yeah. Uh, Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. And then, of course, The Origin of Attitude, our yes. first season. Yeah. So, yeah. We're here now. We're going to be uh, talking a little about the year that we enjoyed or didn't enjoy, and then uh, we're going to talk about some shows that you and I have been to in our fandom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sports entertainment fandom that is yes. so um let's let's hit it off what, what were your favorite parts of 2017 uh 27 we're we're talking wrestling right yeah yeah because that's our thing yeah, yeah that's our thing i mean if you want to talk about something else sure well, i'm sure somebody will be like hey. uh no no uh <laughs> all right 2017 uh in wrestling uh i think the i think the road to WrestleMania this year was was a lot of fun. Um, You're talking the WrestleMania before, or this one? I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking about the the, the build to WrestleMania 33. Okay, um, a lot of fun stuff with the. As I think Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho kind of kind of stole the show with that. Yeah. Um, with their uh, with the festival of friendship and all that good stuff. Um, I think. Some of my favorite matches of the year, the SummerSlam main event uh, springs to mind. Um, that one's definitely up there for me. Um, a lot of ones in the last few months. Um, you know, AJ has been on a tear. He had his match with Finn Balor. Yeah. Um, and his match with Brock were just both outstanding. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, you look at it from a, from a, global perspective new japan will you know i'm gonna let you get into that more but i recently like i uh i, I watched all three of the uh omega versus okada matches in succession in one night and like it if it was possible for them to be underrated i think i, I think it might be you know yeah. despite all the stars because it's just i've never seen two guys get in the ring and just have just the everything was so natural yeah some people give that match criticism, which I don't see where. Uh, maybe at the beginning of the first one. Mm-hmm. But, um, man, it builds yeah. for those reasons. Every match, yeah. they tell a story, man. That's yeah. the difference. Absolutely. Um, and just the, 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 the drama, the second one in particular, of just like, you know, the Bullet Club guys coming out and Cody's ready to throw the towel in. Mm-hmm. And like, everybody sells it so perfectly. Um, yeah, then just, the third one with that time, mm, you know, the G one. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Incredible stuff. I think the state of pro wrestling as a whole right now, I think we're like, I think we're kind of in a golden age. Oh my God. Yeah. I think if there was a golden age, we're in the platinum age or what, what's, what's better than gold or diamond or because we, we or maybe diamond age. Yeah, but I I don't know. It, it's great. Everybody's phenomenal in the ring. Yeah, I don't see a bad match often. No, um, but <clears throat> some of the booking and storytelling is where I derive my my taste and my flavor of what I like. Yeah, um, yeah, like you said, like this year for me, big things. Um, I love how New Japan incorporated more English commentary with Kevin Kelly and Don Callis. Yeah, absolutely. And it was originally Rocky Romero and um, who was before Don Callis? Steve Carino. Yes, Steve Carino. And I like Steve Carino. Me too. Me too. Um, But yeah, 
I liked him as a wrestler too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, just um, I love I love how they added that to the New Japan aspect. I mean, like you and I talked about, we like the Japanese commentary because it adds a certain drama. Yeah. To it. Certain, you know, like authenticity and like the passion of like the the commentators that that doesn't, you know, that translates. Yeah. But what doesn't translate translate are you know is is the information, you know, the the storytelling, um, and so that you know even if you don't have the best commentary team, which I mean, like Kevin Kelly can definitely get kind of grading as yeah. we said. Um, you know, I think it's still it's still a, a net positive to have that. Um, yeah, especially when you're, you know, trying to introduce all these fans who are just getting into the product. Oh yeah. Um, it's very, very helpful. Yeah. That's a big bonus for me over the year. Um, the matches between Naito and Okada, um, great matches. Um, Naito as, as a whole, uh, building his character because I love character buildups throughout the year, like retrospectively looking back of like who someone faced. Yeah. Um, just the whole arc that Naito has been on. I think um, there's a really good short, like mini documentary on YouTube about it. I don't know if you've seen show buckle. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, great storytelling. Yeah. Props to show buckle oh, for sure. Like there's another one called neat pursue. Yeah. Um, they, they do great storytellings of new Japan, all Japan, mm-hmm. anything explaining it. Um, it's, it's, it's nice. Incredible production too. Like, yeah. Like professional level production. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, man, the the story of Naito, this is pivotal for him, but unfortunately at uh, Wrestle Kingdom, as we saw, didn't follow through. So, no. Uh, that, that was a downer for me. That was for, I know that that is, um, that is 2018, but I think this is end of the year for me in a way. Yeah. You know, Wrestle Kingdom, I think, is at the end of the year kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that was a down part. Uh, another plus side, sorry to jump back, but a plus side was the tag division in um, WWE. Uh, they 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 bumped it up with the Usos. Oh yeah, um, they really come through a lot, and I'd like to see them against a lot of other competitors. I wish we could get some more. <sighs> I don't know. I, I just enjoy the ROH and New Japan tag matches a lot more. Yeah. Than the WWE tag matches. Yeah, uh, I think I like Cesaro and Sheamus. They're good. Uh, New Day's good, but yeah, we're we're yeah. Dean and Rollins, they're great, but I think Dean really needed that injury. Yeah, because he needs a reboost. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, uh, I yeah, it's their tag division compared to ROH and New Japan is stale. Yeah. I think, um, and you know, they actually ended up going this route towards the end of the original brand split. Like, I, I think with the tag division, for the amount of talent, you know, obviously you're using double the talent uh, you know, for a tag team mm-hmm. um, division. I think, you know, based on that, if you want a really healthy and thriving tag division, I think there should be one one set of tag champs. And I, I think, agree. And I think those champs can go back and forth between each show, um, and and you know, build feuds and you still have brand exclusive brand exclusive teams, but just whoever's the champ, you know, goes back and forth. Um, I think that wouldn't make it so it's not spread. So, so thin. Yep. I think a lot of the solutions are um, not spreading the titles so thin Mm -hmm. in a way. Yeah. Um, We could have one tag 
one women's, U.S., I.C., and then one world. That's yeah. five championships to spread yeah. over your two shows yeah. that you do. And then you have the Cruiserweight and NXT. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Combine those shows in a way. Mm-hmm. And you almost do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they've they oversaturated the titles. Yeah. And they all look the same, and it's bland. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the, uh, especially the universal title. I don't like the ketchup belt at all. Uh, what are your thoughts on the new ROH title? Have you seen that? I, I did get a, I caught a glimpse of it, and I can't even, like, I, I looked at it very briefly, so I don't even remember what it looks like right now. Um, It, it looked fine to me. Kind of looks like the almost like the world title mixed with the um, the old TNA title. Yeah, so it, it, it's decent, but I, I like it. Yeah, um, I I don't know why they changed it so soon. I didn't know that they were hard pressed to change it. But, yeah, uh, yeah. apparently there was some sort of um, litigation with the toy deal that they had, where like they yeah because they they put out a series of action figures. Um, and some of them included the, the old world title. And like, I don't know if like there was some sort of like some sort of issue there and I'm not mm. exactly sure I need to read up on what it was, but I think that was the reason for the hasty change. Cause they, they, it hadn't been that long since the last time they changed it. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It was, it was around the time, um, I think Jay Lethal and, um, Jay Briscoe were feuding where mm-hmm. they kind of changed the title there. Yeah. Um, or maybe even before that. No, not that, yeah. not that, not that far. I think the last time they changed it was right before uh, Kevin Steen left. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 2012. Though. Yeah. So not too far. Yeah. All right. So <sighs> end of the year, good stuff. Um, can you think of anything else? Well, since we're talking about Wrestle Kingdom this year, we we have to talk about Omega and Jericho. Yeah. Just the, the build to that being so perfect. And we, we talked about it a little bit on, on, on the last episode of, uh, you know, how they, they put the podcast out, which I can't recommend enough to, to go. And, like, after you watch the match, to hear them talk about it and everything that went into it, it was just I'm so going to have to. I, I still haven't. But, yeah. yeah, it was just so because cool. we've just been doing two back to back episodes. Yeah. But yeah. Kobe, you didn't have like time to like go Sorry. go listen to that. And... Well, the thing is, we're recording this podcast in Kevin's bathroom because Kevin invited us over. But guys, guys. Well, you've been in there for like 45 minutes. I, I'm about to wipe. Is this because I beat your ass at Team Deathmatch? No. I'll be out in like 20. Call of Duty. 30. Call of Duty. 2030, Kevin. 2030. So, yeah. I hate that guy. Anyhow, we're in Kevin's bathroom recording this podcast. And uh, <clears throat> it's the only time we can get to ourselves. Yeah, it's not uh, not the best host. No, it's not the as as you could tell because he's not part of the hosting squad. No, no, he's not on the shirt. But yeah, um, as we're talking about this this year of Wrestle Kingdom and that match between uh, Jericho and. Uh, Omega, awesome match. Now Jericho is up against Naito, 
and I yeah. know you didn't get to watch New Year's Dash, but not yet. Yeah, uh, you need to watch it. It's awesome. Um, great, great little bit there yeah. that they have. Yeah, um, you can tell Jericho's going to have some fun with Naito. Yeah, it's going to be going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited to see him stick around, and, yeah, and it's going to be a lot of building for Naito's character. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that match with Omega just. Like everything you could want in a match, and just like, just left me like being excited about pro wrestling and like remind like a reminder of like why I love pro wrestling. Right, right. It was everything perfect. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check out that podcast though. Yeah, it's great. They talk for an hour just about the whole like how how it got started and Don Callis how he sort of orchestrated the whole thing. And okay. Cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's awesome. Yep. Um, any other highs from the year? Um, going out, made it to, um, I think, two Evolve shows this year. Mm. Um, they they come around to uh, Joppa. They'll be back again uh, if you're if you're in the in the Maryland sort of area. Joppa is about um, like forty minutes like north east or northwest of Baltimore. Um, but anyway, yeah, Evolve, um, is, is a lot of fun. They're, they're putting on, you know, they put out a really quality product guys like Matt Riddle. Um, what was the mains in the matches that you, or match uh, cards that you saw? I saw, um, Matt Riddle versus Leo Rush and, um, Leo Rush's final match in Evolve before he, uh, went to NXT and he's, you know, caused some issues for himself. That was a really good match though. Um, Keith Lee, uh, who is just a monster. I've seen him wrestle a couple times this yeah. year. He's, he's great. Um, Walter, I don't know if you've heard of this dude. No. Walter is a, uh, it's like big, like huge, like, like Keith Lee, just like not quite a super heavyweight, but just like a, you know, you know, six foot, whatever, 300 pound, just monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like strong style. Um, he uh he recently started with evolve so he's you know he's and he was like the the progress uh atlas champion okay um so he yeah a lot of um a lot of that european influence in there too and it's just yeah they they're doing a lot of really good stuff so um got to go to a couple of their live shows this year so that was that was a lot of fun yeah sounds cool highly recommend it sounds cool yeah um definitely i will have to go yeah. Um, I didn't go to any shows this year. But you worked a couple. <laughs> I did. Brother. I did work a couple. And then we got worked. Oh, man. Yeah, do we want to get into that? <laughs> sure, real quick. I mean, I guess my character, low-down, dirty Jody Drexel. Yeah. Uh, play off of, um, I guess, Riff Raff and, in a way, uh, Drexel from True Romance, yeah. more or less. Yeah. Um, and I got the voice like that character is the wannabe gangster and I cheat a lot. So, um, I went through a year of almost winning and, you know, either having a draw in a last man standing match, which was awesome. Yeah. That, that was, was a great. Match. That was a great match. Um, and then a gauntlet match where I eliminated two people. And then the last I got, um, I get, you know, uh, distracted and then uh next my character is supposed to go for the title and um we get a draw and we're in a triple threat and i tore my calf i think i talked about that um 
in one of the episodes from the last season. But, um, yeah, continued on with that match, but uh, got screwed out of that, got hit in the head with the belt. Yeah. And uh, got everybody with the old gimmick, the old blood gimmick. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, and then, um, yeah, we were going to do one more show. Uh, New Year's Retribution, which would be in about a week from now. Yeah. If you know, I was going to get a one-on-one match from with King Raymond. Yeah. And I was finally going to get it, so. You're going to beat his ass, like, no question. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I mean, it's like we were going to do that, and then uh, everybody else had a, a – we had – we had a great tag team match yeah. set up. The second women's match set yeah. up. Well, that, and that was going to be the first tag match that we've done, right? Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then a contract signing for a first uh, other match that we would have, too. Yeah. So that would have been nice. But, uh, yeah, we got shut down by the Maryland State <sighs> Athletic Commission. They're strict over here, buddy. Yeah, yeah, fucking kayfabe us. And, yeah. uh Apparently we were on the radar. Of a lot of people. So, um, it's good and bad. But, uh, yeah, DCW will be going through some changes and, uh, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that was, I think, uh, you know, somebody mentioned that it was sort of inevitable. Um, yeah. It sucks the, the timing of it. Oh, true. It's terrible. Like, it would have yeah. been, it would have been great to get the show off and, you know, for the um, new year, kind yeah, of. and and you know, I think we're you know we're still in the we state. We were so close to the date too. So, so close, we had begun doing, uh, you know, we put put it out on Facebook, and we were getting getting ready to do promos and all that, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, we're you know, it's it's state of flux, state of hiatus. I like to call uh, I sort of sum up DCW. I say it's the DIY fighting spirit, yeah. um, because we're just fucking you know grassroots man. We you know. <laughs> You guys go out there and you, and you do your thing, and it's like it's so much fun to be a part of as a as a commentator and as a fan. So, yeah. Um, so we're in a little bit of a hiatus, I guess. Yeah, I think it was a different experience, though. Uh, yeah, it was uh, like a fun, like indie, but comedy, but bar yeah. experience. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, didn't that, we didn't that... take ourselves too seriously? No. Yeah. No, not not at all. Yeah. Um, um great time though. Definitely, yeah. Great time. But we'll be back. Maybe Drexel will try to legitimize himself within the next year. Yeah. I think that might be happening. It's exciting. But, um, yeah, so we'll see. Um, that was one of the things that happened. Yeah. Um, other than that, what? that was it. I mean, we're, we're looking forward to 2018 with Retromania. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, our us podcasting in general so yeah. we'll see what what else we can put out yeah but, we got um, got some exciting projects that we're in the you know talking talking about in the early stages uh yeah kobe's shoegaze corner being <laughs> one of them proud to have that under the retromania banner thanks dude thanks dude i'll yeah. compile my playlist soon and put it on yeah. the mix cloud bro yeah um so yeah let's let's talk about what this episode is kind of focused on too Shows that we went to. Yeah. What was your first show? Shows that we went to back in the day. Back um, in the day. What was your first show? So this, I don't think this was my first show. I think I might have went to one when I was younger, but I can't remember when it was. Uh, I can tell you that it was probably 
for sure in the same arena. This is in the uh, Landover, Maryland, in the okay. U.S. Air Arena, previously the Capitol Center, wow. which was just the the arena for the, like the D.C. area. Uh, did you ever attend any any events here? I don't think the so. Capitol Center. I don't think so. Yeah, this was you know lots of uh, you know lots of classic bands, and this is like you know you you go back and you watch like a lot of old like WWE matches. Um, at house shows and a lot of them are, you know, this is, this is where they would run. This was Very like their, true. their backyard in the DC area. And this is pre, um, you know, Verizon center, whatever it is now, it's yeah. some, some other center, but, um, just outside of the city near where the, uh, Washington football team has their stadium. Um, but anyway, so this, this is the first card I could remember that I could look online and be like, yes, I was definitely here. Um, this is March 25th, 1995. Oh my gosh! House was thirty five hundred. Holy um, shit! Yeah, I was six years six years old. Well, actually, five Holy five years shit. old. Five years old. Yeah. Um. So I'm just gonna run down the card and you know a couple quick memories. Yeah. Uh, Aldo Montoya pinned Quang with a backslide at four thirteen. <laughs> I saw that dream match take place. Aldo Montoya and Quang. Next, <laughs> next we had a. Uh, Another classic, Henry Godwin pinned Duke the Dumpster Drossy with the slap drop, 8 minutes, 21 seconds. Oh, my gosh. Um, this might have been a show stealer, but like, I, here's the other thing as I run through these. I've got such little memory of like anything. Like, yeah, I you're remember, six. Yeah, I remember bits and pieces, okay. but like, I, I, don't, I couldn't tell you like specifics for the most part. I don't know if it's if I have a generally like a bad memory or if it's like, you know, a decade of being a functional alcoholic, <laughs> some something in between there. Like, I just don't remember any of this. But uh, next up, semi main event, probably the match I was most excited for Bret Hart and Davey Boy Smith what? in a tag match oh. taking on not one on one, but this is still pretty good. Okay. Taking on the team of Owen and Jerry Lawler. Whoa. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Do you remember that match? I, can, I remember Brett coming out. I remember I had my sunglasses. I just remember nice. being like thrilled, like on a high nice. for sure. Uh, don't remember anything about the match, but they um, go, uh, Brett and Davey go over 1406. Uh, Davey pinned Lawler after the power slam. Wow. Um, next up, we had a tag title match. The Smoking Guns defended against the Heavenly Bodies. Uh, and they defeated them at 1356. Uh, Billy Gunn picking up the the pin over Dr. Tom Pritchard. Wow. Um, and this the next match is another one that I vividly remember. The Undertaker versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Well, of course. Chills. Sounds like a good match. Chills when The Undertaker came oh, out. Cool. Um, and he when he went over, 927, count out win. Oh. Trying trying to keep Bam Bam strong. Okay, ninety five th- though. Yeah, this is this is either right before, or right after WrestleMania. Oh, and true, true, true. Probably right after. Okay. I'm guessing. Early. Yeah, yeah, somewhere somewhere in between what, there. What is the date? Uh, March twenty fifth. Okay, mm. I'm not sure what year or what date it was that. It yeah, was March. But yeah, wow, that you're close on it, man. WrestleMania That's season, crazy. for sure. Yeah, they were probably it was probably just before, and they were working the way up to connect to Connecticut. Um, and then in the main event, uh, Diesel and Razor Ramon uh, defeat Sean and J E double F J A double R E double T. <clears throat> Fired. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And the Diesel and Razor go over. Uh, Diesel pinned Jared, of course, and uh, <laughs> that was it. 
So that was the first show. I'm going to get the pin on you. Yeah. And this was like the reason I knew I was at the show for sure. First of all, they only ran Landover twice that year. Okay. Second time was at uh, Survivor Series that year, which unfortunately I didn't get a chance to go to. That would be awesome. Um, But, and then also, still, that's a good event too. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a great, great card. And uh, I like I knew for sure I was at it because when I read Undertaker and Bam Bam because I remember that match. You remember that match? That's um, so cool, dude. Yeah. So that was really good. So uh, what's your next date? Flash forward th- four years almost uh, to the Attitude Era, nineteen ninety nine MCI Center. Ooh. This is February twenty sixth, nineteen ninety nine. So again, on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, I'm go- gonna go through it uh, real quick. Gangrel over Blackman. Mm. Uh, interesting. Uh, Edge for uh, Edge over Test. Wow. Early on in both of their careers. Wow. Um, hardcore match. Bob Holly on the card again, defeating D'Lo Brown. I think Bob Holly is like the only consistent one on all these cards, which speaks to his career. Uh, Christian beat the Blue Meanie. No shit. Yes. Uh, Undertaker defeated Big Boss Man. Okay. Uh, Jeff Ooh. Jarrett. Again, in tag team action uh, with Owen Hart uh, against Triple H and X-Pac. I remember this one because I was super into DX at the time. Uh, so uh, it was a guitar on a pole match, too. So it had the, had the gimmick. Had the gimmick. Uh, Jeff Jarrett against Click. Yeah. Um, Tiger Ali Singh and Jackie defeated Yikes. The Godfather and Luna. That's just a fun. That's a fun time. That's a fun time at the fights. That's just everybody going crazy in the yeah. crowd. Uh, the Blue Mooney back out, pulling double duty, sub for Goldust. I don't remember what the circumstances were, but he pinned Al Snow. And assuming, what I'm assuming was another hardcore match. Interesting. Um, and then here, here's one I remember because it's Val Venus, uh, defending the Intercontinental title against Ken Shamrock. I went to the show. It was just me and my stepdad. And, uh, so we're sitting there, we're having, we're having a good time watching the match during this Val Venus match, a chant breaks out and I'm, I'm nine years old at this point. Okay. The chant is Val Venus has a big penis. <laughs> and How did like, that go? I, I don't even like, there was no cadence to it. So I think it was just like, there was no clapping. It was Val just, Venus has a big penis. It was like Val that. Venus yeah. Like there was no clapping. There's no like strong cadence okay, to it. Okay, I think okay. it was just droning. <laughs> And I just remember, like, we were both very uncomfortable, probably for different reasons. Um, <laughs> I, remember, so awesome. I remember that vividly. And then the main event, I also remember because this is this is huge. This is for the for the greats of the Attitude Era. And I remember it being so loud for Steve Austin and Mankind teaming up against uh, The Rock and Kane. Te- oh, my god! Texas Tornado match. Nice. That was great. Um, so that was, I remember that very vividly. Right. Um, one more, I got, I, I got one more WWF one and there was a WCW one. Um, this is 2002 WWF, uh, back in Baltimore. Um, Ooh. yeah. So this is, uh, post, uh, brand split and, okay. uh, got Tajiri over, uh, Billy Kidman. Wow. Hardcore Holly, Bob Holly pops up again, uh, pitting a young Randall Orton. Oh my God! Alabama Slam. Uh, Mark Henry, the Hurricane, and Val Venus over Christian Lance Storm and Albert uh, Chava Guerrero over Funaki. 
Rikishi over Devon Dudley. This is like I remember Devon with his preacher gimmick because they you know just broke him up with yeah, Baba. Two thousand two. Yeah, yeah. So that wasn't going over well, but Rikishi was over. Uh, Farouk beat Test. Um, These are a lot of like B matches. Yeah, this was this was, and I remember like thinking like because Hogan was on SmackDown and I was okay. kind of hoping Hogan was going to be oh. there, but Hogan was going to be there. He worked. Oddly enough, he worked another house show out of that, but Damn we'll get back to that. Um, Billy Gunn and Chuck Palumbo defeated Al Snow and, Vave, and Maven uh, in a uh, tag match. And then we had uh, Tori Wilson and Ivory and Stacey Keebler in a swimsuit contest, which Ooh. 12-year-old me appreciated very, very much, probably. Yeah. Um, Kurt Angle... Kurt Angle pinned Edge in a no DQ match after a low blow and Olympic slam. I can only assume oh, that was wow. probably probably the match of the night. Right. And uh, Triple H in the main event beat Chris Jericho with a pedigree. Damn. Fun stuff. You got to see them. That's cool. Yeah, that was a good run. Um, and then, do you want me to do the WCW one real quick? Yeah. Last so this, one. yeah, I was uninitiated. I wasn't <clears throat> uninitiated, but I was not watching WCW at all this time. This is 1999. This was fun. What cut you off of WCW? When did you do that? I, I I was never all in on WCW, and I think like once the Attitude Era rolling, like got the Attitude Era got rolling, like I was just done. Like even with Brett over there, like I wasn't tuning in. But this was cool. Like this was like really uh, like like awesome because I remember my uncle took me to this. I was nine years old, and it was one of those ones where like they're just like just get in the car, we're going somewhere, and like awesome. didn't didn't tell me where we were going. Love and then that. we like get into Baltimore and it's like, Oh, we're going to wrestling. And it was like awesome. And like, I, I, I wish I remember more about the show because there are some crazy matches on this, just in terms of like history. Um, Juventud Guerrero, uh, beat Liz Mark jr. With the Hoovy driver. Ugh. I mean, granted the car doesn't yeah, start yeah, off that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horace Hogan pinned Norman Smiley with the H bomb. Uh, Scotty Riggs pinned Fit Finley with the flying forearm. And then we I had can't it. believe these guys are still in '99. I know, yeah. Like I'm listening to these names, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" They had WCW had such a huge roster. Like it was so bloated, and there were like so many guys yeah. who like probably wouldn't even ever show up on TV. Yeah, except for Thunder, maybe. Um, then we had a uh, WCW tag match. This match, I remember, like not vividly, but I remember being like very impressed with it. Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio beat Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko. Ooh. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That sounds uh, good. Yeah, and uh, D- Benoit and Malenko had uh, Anderson, Arn Anderson with them in their corner. Uh, Kidman pinned Benoit with a reversal into a roll-up. Good stuff. Okay. Uh, next sounds we had, good, though. Next we had Conan defeating uh, Disco Inferno. <laughs> Saw the great Disco Inferno live and in the flesh. Uh, next up we had Sting defeating Diamond Dallas Page. Again, I wish I remembered more about that. I remember being into Sting. I remember Sting coming out, yeah. being psyched about that. Uh, it says here that DDP subbed for Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I was hoping Bret would be there and then he wasn't, but it was still cool to see DDP. Right. Um, Goldberg, who was over huge at the time, but who I still hated even as a nine year old, smarky as hell. I still hated Bill Goldberg. <laughs> Hadn't even given Brett the concussion yet, but I still hated That's him. That's awesome. Uh, pin Bam Bam Bigelow, Jack Hammer. And in the main event, Flair, Ric Flair defeated Hulk Hogan. 
Wow. Reverse decision. Hogan originally won the match and title following the leg drop. And I guess Flair had the belt at this what? time. But referee Charles Robinson, Lil Nate, disqualified Hogan for knocking him on to the floor. So I'm guessing Hogan was face and Nate was heel or what was going on? I forget around this, this is time. Like, it was so weird. This is WCW, WCW yeah. like 99. Like who knows what they what they were doing, but... Uh, I think it's. I think Hogan wasn't full face. I think it was before he came, or actually, it might have been just after. Like, because I remember he broke out the yellow and red again at one point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, had no idea, like no recollection of all of, like seeing Flair and Hogan wrestle, and like that's like that's a big deal. Like, no matter how many matches they had, like those are that's a huge match. I wish I remembered more of it, but yeah. I, it, those are mad. Those are cards. I was there in person and like sort of. Like you go throughout my fandom as a childhood, ninety five, ninety nine, two thousand and two, and like yeah, like just fun, fun times, good memories being at those shows. Even if I don't remember, uh, you know, a lot of the details of the matches, just good, right. good stuff. Right, but it's cool that you were there. That, yeah, I'm. That's that's awesome that you were like ninety five time. Yeah, yeah, and like, I, th- I I'm pretty sure I I went to one before that. I just couldn't remember. That's so cool. Yeah. My yeah. mom has told me like she went to a re- her and my dad went to a wrestling show when I was pregnant and I was just like you were kicking and like so I was like I was always a wrestling fan cool. but you know cool um, but yeah that's those are ones I can say for sure and like thanks to the internet and, like narrowing it down and like knowing like you know which you know which city you were in you were in I was able to you know figure out which ones I was at just yeah. like you were do we have any in common. I no, we don't. Okay, I was I was hoping I that we love might. finding them. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Um, of I had a fun time going through it. Yeah, yeah, and it's all out there. Um, you know, it's easy to find like the every single card that either company ran. Yeah, um, and I thought I had ticket stubs, and I couldn't find any. But uh, yeah, the earliest one that I went to was 1998. Man, nice. Unfortunately, I wasn't. Uh, I was I was hooked on wrestling, but my family was just not. Uh, keen on like they just thought it was a television product yeah they didn't yeah. know it was like live event going to wrestling yeah so yeah. my grandmother worked with a building management company in um dc mm-hmm. and um she would end up getting tickets and hookups to mci center and like baltimore arena and stuff like that yeah. so she knew like the stuff so uh eventually um yeah she was a big proponent for my wrestling fandom too, because anytime I stayed with her, it was video rentals of like wrestling. Yeah, that's so, all. Oh man, I love you know, those trips. Classic trips stuff. to Blockbuster, man. Yeah. Um. So, first show is March twenty fifth, nineteen ninety eight. It's at the Baltimore Arena. It's yes. WCW. And the only thing I remembered from this was um, Bret Hart definitely puts on the sharpshooter in the finish of the match, and he. He didn't do his symbol yet, but I put my hand up, and then he did it, and I was like, he did it for me. But, oh, that's yeah. so cool. That's but, so cool. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, but that that was my biggest memory from it. But then yeah. when I looked up this card and found the main event, and I was like, oh, my God, yeah. I did see that. Yeah. So I'll run down the card like like you did. Um, L. Dandy and Lismark Jr. defeated La Parca and Psychosis. Who are you to doubt L. Dandy? Yeah, exactly. He got the pin, and maybe because Brett's on the card, he was like, Dandy's got to go over, too. <laughs> um, 
Lismark pinned Sigosis. So um, I, I think that was a, a decent match. Um, I do re- I do vaguely remember all of these because at the time I was 11. So I don't have, you know, uh, I have a stoner memory, but I don't have the yeah. worst memory. But I do remember <laughs> some of this shit. Uh, definitely this next match. TV champion Booker T pinned cruiserweight champion Chris Jericho. Nice. That was an awesome match. And I remember Chris Jericho wrestled with the belt for a little bit, like he used to. Yeah. Uh, it was awesome. Like around his waist, and then yeah. he would hurt himself, and then he had to take it off. <laughs> um, next match, Bill Goldberg pinned Jerry Flynn. Ooh. And I know Baltimore was, like, hot for Bill Goldberg. They were yeah. just like, yeah, 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 fuck him up. Uh, next match, Davey Boy Smith pinned Brian Adams. And I remember, I remember that but I don't remember anything of it. Yeah. Um, next match, WCW US champion Diamond Dallas Page and Chris Benoit defeated Raven and Perry Saturn when Page pinned Saturn. Nice. Don't remember too much of the match, but I do remember after the match, Diamond Dallas Page runs into the audience and he had the title at the time. Yeah. Um, and he was holding it up and he was like right in front of us. And my stepbrother ran up and he was like, come on, come on. And my uncle, that was like our guardian at the time with us. He was yeah. like, no, don't go up there. And I what? regret it still. Oh. It's like, shit. Should have touched DDP. <laughs> Damn it. But yeah. Um, then the next one, Ric Flair pinned Scott Norton. Ooh. Yeah. That could be good. A sub for Kurt Henning after hitting him with brass knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. After the bout, Henning attacked Flair, and then Bret Hart comes out to make the save. And then the next match, Bret Hart defeats Kurt Henning. Nice. It's a great match. And it was a sub for Scott Hall. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, and he wins with the submission sharpshooter, like I said. Awesome. Uh, and then the main event. Here we go. WCW World Champion Sting defeats Hulk Hogan in a steel cage despite interference of the Disciple. So oh, I get God. to see Brutus, too. Oh, Brutai. And, like, it's all coming back to me yeah. when I read this card. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was terrible. Eight minutes. Eight minutes, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I just remember that being eight minutes. Yeah. Um, just not that good. Yeah. But, uh, I can only uh, Hogan at a house show, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. But the cage getting set up and everything, it was like a black steel cage, too. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Um, yeah, so next card. Okay. August 6, 1999. Ooh. This is WWF at the MCI Center, Washington, D.C. Nice. 15,000. Opening match, Godfather and Val Venus defeated Darren Drozdov. Drov, that's a mouthful. Darren, Darren Drozdov and Prince Albert. Yeah, when Venus pinned Albert with the money shot. Don't remember that at all. No Val Venus chance for that one? No, I don't remember that at all. Midian pinned Chaz, which is former headbanger Mosh. That's right. So don't remember that at all either. Rehash of that famous God ones versus Headbangers feud. This one I don't, I don't, I don't remember this one either. WWF tag team champions, acolytes defeat Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy and Edging Christian. Ooh, 
Wow. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the match ends when Edge pins Matt Hardy with a spear to eliminate the Hardys. Matt Hardy came back to hit a twist of fate on Edge following the Acolyte's win. Wow. After reading that, I do kind of remember that. Like Matt Hardy coming back. Yeah. Okay. Ringing a bell there. But that's about it. Steve Blackman defeats Ken Shamrock in a submission match. Interesting. Uh, then I remember this one. D'Lo Brown, the IC and European champion, pinned Jeff Jarrett with a sky high. Nice. Great match. Are you a big D'Lo fan? Oh, yeah. Love big D-Lo. D'Lo fan. Yeah. And then Al Snow and Tori defeated Hardcore Holly and WWF women's champion Ivory. Don't remember that one. There's a mixed match, mixed match challenge for you right there. Yeah, exactly. All right, this one I do remember too because I was a big Road Dog fan. Don't know why. Road Dog pinned Billy Gunn in a dog collar match. Ooh. And this was a dog collar match. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. He uh, he reversed the Famouser into a power bomb. Awesome. And that's how he won the match. Yeah, that sounds like a really good match. And that yeah. was like. Yeah, anytime those two are like, you know, they that was like fresh off of like the the breakup of DX, and... right? And they didn't really like their feud <laughs> didn't really go too well on TV, but no. this match was awesome, dude. Nice goes to show like sometimes house shows like they need to film that shit. Yeah, that's why they need to decrease their wrestling dates like New Japan mm-hmm. and emphasize more on the wrestling in ring. Yeah, um, and um. Yeah, that's just my opinion, and have fewer dates. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Um, yeah, WWF Hardcore Champion, the big boss man defeated Test in a nightstick match. Ooh. Okay. Then this one, I definitely remember, the main event, The Rock, Kane, and X-Pac defeat Triple H, The Big Show, and The Undertaker. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Mankind Interfered. And hit Triple H with a chair. But, uh, yeah, The Rock pins Triple H in that match with the rock bottom. That was a big win for the face team of The Rock, Kane, and X-Pac. Yeah. So, yeah, that was like corporate ministry time around yeah. there. Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was a good show. All right. And then the next one, uh, I did see Starcade 2000. Yes. So uh, we'll talk about that a special time. Sometime later on Retromania. But yeah, that was an interesting card. Main event was a Nash and uh, Sid. So, not the most uh, exciting. I don't know. Shit, Hitman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, the recent one that I went to, and this is actually like the most recent, I guess, wrestling show I've been to, I think. Really? Besides a Raw that I told yeah. you I think I went to that I yeah. don't, I can't recall. I mm-hmm. can't recall anything that I've been to that was, like, recent, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, gotta go out. I know. You gotta go out to that Evolve show. I will. Yeah. I will. Um, this was in 2002. It's in Frederick, Maryland at Harry Grove Stadium. Nice. Do you know what that is? It's like the Frederick Keys yeah. Stadium, so yeah. it's like a baseball stadium. Yeah. <clears throat> So WWF Raw or WWE Raw ran ran their house show at this time. Opening match: Tommy Dreamer, Sean O'Hare, and Shelton ben- Benjamin defeated Just Incredible, Stephen Richards, and Crash Holly. Interesting. 
Yeah. Don't remember it's it. It's a fun group. Yeah. D'Lo Brown pinch on Stasiak with the sky high. Of course I remember that match. Yeah. D'Lo. <laughs> yeah, Jackie and Linda Miles defeated the women's champion Molly Holly and Jackie Gata. Don't remember that. Definitely remember this one. Eddie Guerrero pinned Spike Dudley with a frog splash. Hell yeah. Great match. God, I love I love Spike Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> You're expecting me to say Eddie. Of course I love Eddie Guerrero. Everybody loves Eddie Guerrero. But God damn it. I know. Spike Dudley was good too. Sp- they, I'm telling you, they put on a good match. I believe it. I believe it. Spike Dudley doesn't get his due. Um, I'm trying to think of how old I was here. I was 15, 14 or 15 here. So, yeah, I was definitely, yeah, I was into both guys. Matt Hardy pinned Raven with the twist of fate. I like that match, too. Yeah. I don't think it was the best match, but I just wanted to see those guys go at it. Yeah. And now think of of what if broken Matt Hardy went against Raven at that time. Ooh, that's interesting. That would be fun. Uh, WWF European champion William Regal pinned Bubba Ray Dudley. Definitely remember that because I liked Bubba Ray Dudley. Yeah. Um, WWF, sorry, WWE, whatever. Intercontinental champion Rob Van Dam defeated Brock Lesnar, defeated via disqualification. I was going to say defeated Brock Lesnar. Holy yeah. Shit. This was around the push and I was pressed over Brock Lesnar. Yeah. But uh, the way they finished the match was crazy. They had some great, he went for the, like the frog splash a couple times and got caught like once or twice. Uh, it was awesome. They tried a lot of stuff in that match because it was a house show. Um, yeah, that sounds yeah. fucking cool as shit. Yeah, man. it was cool. Yeah. Uh, Steven Richards pinned the WWE Hardcore Champion Bradshaw to win the title. Whoa. Then Crash Holly pinned the WWE Hardcore Champion Steven Richards to win the title. Then Chris Nowinski pinned the WWE Hardcore Champion Crash Holly to win the title. And then Bradshaw pinned the WWE Hardcore Champion Chris Nowinski to win the title. Of course. Okay. Gotta love 24-7 rolls. And the main event... Which really, to me, the main event was the Rob Van Dam Brock Lesnar, but the main event was Booker T defeating the Big Show with the bookend. Yeah, and it was Spinneroonie after Spinneroonie, and then he came back out for an encore. Did he do a Spinner? Did he do a Spinneroonie at home plate though? No, but they were around. Yeah. Oh, but it was interesting. Um, Spike Dudley he mm. came out, and his grandfather is Harry Grove. Seriously. That's what he said during the event. Wow. Yeah. That's that's crazy. I didn't yeah. know that. Pretty cool, right? Um, that's awesome. Yeah, and I was going to ask, like, what the... Because I've never been to, like, an outdoor show like that. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I really liked it. It seems like a lot of fun. For some reason, I, I, I thought I remember seeing Kurt Angle here, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Maybe he, like, came out and I, did an interview or I something. I don't know. Uh. But, yeah. Um, but I definitely remember... The matches that I spoke of, but then yeah, yeah. this is the last like one that I vividly remember. Nice, so, yeah. that's hell of a card. Yeah, cool stuff, right? Yeah. So we'll have to uh, go down some of your ROH or Evolve shows later down the road. Uh, yeah, talk about some of those. Yeah, um, I, I, the the Ring of Honor stuff was a lot of that is like ingrained in my memory. Like, awesome. 
that that's like the some of the most fun I've ever had. Like in like when it comes to wrestling or you know just like road trips and stuff and going going like up to New Jersey and Philly and stuff and just having a blast. Um, but yeah, the Ring of Honor stuff was very important to me, and it was a great, it was an awesome time to. I was lucky to be able to catch, you know, when Daniel Bryan was the world champion, and you know he had this epic run, and um, saw a lot of that. So yeah, that we'll, we'll we can get into that some other time. But yeah, some. So I've had some. I've, I've had probably definitely more fun at like indie shows than than WWE shows by and large. Even like in the. WWE shows I've been to as an adult. Yeah. Um, there's something about indie shows that are just, yeah. you know, it's more, more intimate and right. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. So cool. well, we get, we can definitely get in, get into that another time, but it's awesome to go back and look at like these like formative cards of like when we were, you know, young and our, and our, and our fandom was, was, yeah. was young with us. So, so high. <laughs> but it wasn't so jaded. Yeah. That's where we're trying to criticize the booking. And yeah. We were just like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, had, I had a good time doing the season. I had a good time doing our bonus episodes. So Me too, man. Here's to many more podcasts down the road in yep. 2018 doing a Retromania and even more. Um, maybe we'll see what we can do. Hell yeah. Yeah, so as always, you can find us on RetromaniaPodcast at gmail.com, Molehole Radio. Catch Jimmy on Twitter at Jimmy underscore Price. And we are out of here. Thanks again, everybody. It's been great. Yeah. Thanks, Kobe. <laughs> Thanks for, for 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 bringing me in to be on the hosting squad. Yeah, of course. This no was problem. this was your this was your uh, your brain your your brainchild your baby and uh, and we've worked on it together. But I mean, you're you know, Kobe. You know, I think it should be acknowledged that like Kobe does all the editing. Kobe uh, puts puts so much into this, and uh, it's been it's been a thrill for me to be a, be a part of it. So thanks, dude. I appreciate yeah. it. I think we can we can get better and we keep. We keep working on them, we do, and I uh, hope we get a strong fan base out there. I know we've got some followers, um, and yeah, as always, that's what that's what, what I'm here for. And I think uh, the next project that we were talking about, I think uh, it would it would be beneficial to the wrestling fandom, especially people who podcast. Absolutely, yeah. So stay tuned, guys. Yeah. Exciting stuff coming up. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I said, cool. honey, I hope you ain't hurt. She said, I'm putting on my wrestling shirt. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. We're live, pal. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. We're live, pal. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Last night I dreamed my life was over. There were golden streets and fields of clover and the lights. They were dazzling. I looked for old St. Peter at the pearly gates. I found a note that said, I won't be too late. I'm going to rest. Going to rest. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. There's gentleman Chris Adams with his super kick in place. There's young Mike Von Erich with his own iron club. And I'll never forget the classic battles of the 70s and 80s. 
two champions, Harley Race and David Bonnier. St. Peter told me as he let me in from now on every Monday and Friday, Jim, we're going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. He spelled it R-A-S-S-L-I-N-S wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N-S wrestling. Boy, if I'd known this was going to happen, I wouldn't have bought these advanced tickets. Hey, St. Peter, are you sure these wings will fit in a ringside seat? So Fritz coming up here anytime, sir. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. In the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas. Thank you very much. <laughs>